Hi, I'm Jeff Van Gundy, and you're listening to Thunderbus. Thunderbus with your hosts, Watson and Bones. I'm Watson. And I'm Bones. We get serious about the thunder on this podcast. And we don't get too serious. Bones, I would like to just take this opportunity to speak on behalf of the entire Thunder Nation as they say to our new coach, Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> hey, I couldn't say, I didn't see that one coming, <laughs> but... Yeah, hi, Mark. <laughs> you know, it's nice, uh, as mentioned also by, you know, the Thunder community, this guy doesn't have a wiki page. There's nothing on him except his birth date. He, 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 has, a, he has a Wikipedia page now. It was created the day he was hired. So he's got, he's got his wiki page. He is officially solidified. He's officially a person that's he important. You know, I can't say that... I his birth certificate was also produced today. <laughs> his social security number. Well, we're, I'm still waiting for Obama's <laughs> birth certificate. I'm still waiting for it. Never existed because he was fabricated in a lab in just like this virus in the Dem Lab <laughs> in the Democrats' secret laboratory <laughs> that produces. <laughs> Obamas. <laughs> they're, they're like dud Obamas, like walking around Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, that one just happened to be president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, you should see the versions that didn't work out. They're just they're just standing uh, standing like by a, a stop sign, just like twitching and saying, "Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear." Yeah, one of them's got a, a basketball podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's great. It's about the main red claws. What I was gonna say though is that there's no like there's no history on this guy. There's no writings. Nobody knows who the hell this guy is really. Which, uh, you know, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It's just a total uh, blank canvas of nothing except his face. Which, you know, I'll admit it's it's charming enough for old Bonesy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited about the the zero past. Bonesy is Jonesing for the for for Coach. Mark Dingbat. Well, yeah, let's let's clear that up. I mean, what is this guy's name? I think it's Daynault. Daynault. Dagnault. See, yeah, I thought it was da- Dagnault. Dagnault. We're going to be used to saying it here in a few weeks and look back on this podcast and think, oh, those silly boys. They yeah. didn't even know how to pronounce Mark, uh, you know, Coach Dingbat's name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dagnault. Dagnault. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I don't know, I I I'm excited about this new start. And everyone was kind of screaming for the rebrand when Katie left, and Russ was our guy, and was like, "This is the time to do a rebrand." And then like Russ and PG left together, uh, or around the same time, and then everyone's like, "Let's do a rebrand now." But it feels like this is naturally the time to actually maybe like do a little rebrand. But that's content for another day well um, i mean nothing says that we're going in a different direction than hiring a complete nobody you know we've been coachless we, we've been like the ichabod crane franchise 
of the NBA for the past six weeks or something. Yeah. And during this time, you know, friends of mine, when uh, when conversation breaks down, there's nothing to talk about. They know I'm a Thunder fan, so they they will inevitably say, "So, uh, who do you think the Thunder are going to hire as a coach?" And the only thing I have said turned out to be true. Someone whose name we don't fucking know. Yep. <laughs> Some complete nobody. Yep. And uh, and that's true. But it, he's a, not an inexperienced nobody because you know he uh, he coached the Blue for five seasons and won you know nearly 60 percent of his games and and he was an assistant with the thunder with with the with with the actual team like the actual thunder team last year so he's got some experience yeah i mean he's got a little bit of cred according to the old social media like some uh, some some thunder players like dort and baisley congratulated him which just told me like hey you know they they're connected and they like the guy and then even uh bradley beal from uh i guess his florida days uh said something reached out to him and you know congratulated the guy which tells me hey he's uh he's a likable dude well, well, ESPN in their article about his hire pointed out that Presty actually discovered him while he was scouting Bradley Beal. Oh, really? So that's that's when he brought him on. He actually came. He he used to be an assistant under Billy D. Yep. Uh, but he was actually brought up to the Thunder before Billy D was. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. This guy is home brewed as they come. And he's 34, is that right? 35, 35. So uh, if Chris Paul comes back, which is not happening, they'll be like the same age. I mean, they're they're the same age regardless. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if there was any question we were tanking like at all, then this is like kind of like the solidifier. This like lets everyone know what is actually going on. Um, if it wasn't the Mo Cheeks departure or the Billy D departure um, or the ambiguous... Uh, just nature of Chris Paul himself. We're tanking. Yep. But it's kind of a paradox, like, because, like, let's say that we just, let's say Sam Presti made the complete, absolutely right choice for this team. Which he may have. It, it, if it would mean that this guy has to lose in the next two seasons um, pretty poorly. I mean, right? Like, the right move for this team is to get a guy in the system and and lose right but that's not going to be the coach's fault necessarily it's going to be it's going to be because of the roster that we have oh yeah absolutely absolutely but at what point does that get like turned around and i mean at what point like let's just say we lose next season and then we lose the season after that which would be ideal but let's say we lose the season after that. And when I say lose, I just mean lose, like, a lot of games. And let's say we lose the season after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting depressed now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of creating... Pass the cheese balls. It's kind of like this, like, paradoxical hypothetical where it's like, we want this guy to go in and lose. And then, you know, hopefully not too much. <laughs> The, the the ideal paradoxical hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I think they emphasized in the press conference, uh, 
Presty talked a whole lot about um about you know he like uh, like Dagnalt ran pre- uh, draft workouts and he worked closely with the scouting department and Dagnalt talked about himself being like a teacher and educator like all that is perfectly in line with this guy being a developmental coach and you that, like that's the kind of coach you want when you're in this phase you want a developmental guy that's going to grow our young players and it could not be clearer like like we've been saying this whole time it could not be clearer what the direction of the franchise is mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't hire a a 35 year old uh mba virgin <laughs> to coach a team that you're trying to get to the playoffs right yeah and you know obviously it works out uh and and it should work out for any good management who who can see their their short term and long term future. Um, they should be able to say, okay, well, we need a developmental guy to get in and uh, you know basically grow a relationship with our young players, our young core, our young anticipated core, and then kind of go from there and hope for the best. Uh, in that press conference, you saw Presti say, uh, you saw Presti say something like. You know, like we, you know, we really, we really hope this guy is here, you know, for the long term. Or, you know, we, ex- we, we expect this guy to be here for the long term. Um, well, he's a total Thunder guy. Yeah. Like, he's got deep roots within the organization. He spent the last six years within the organization. So, like you said, homegrown. Um, also, it just, he just feels like a Thunder guy when he's on camera. He's like, he's bland he's a little boring like he uh he answers questions in like these kind of coach speak ways uh he's like he's professional i don't know just <laughs> he seems like a, a a bit like a human polo shirt yeah you know you you listen i mean that's how billy d was i mean billy donovan just like and it's kind of how presty is like that's that is the persona of our franchise and that's how scott brooks was too i mean that's how all of those guys are <laughs> and were i mean just kind of i mean just like our logo kind of bland and uh, you know they got some primary colors uh you know they seem like they're probably pretty nice to their mothers uh but yeah i mean they ordered a lot of cheese pizza it's um you know yeah it's just yeah it's one of those things where you kind of just have to trust Presty's decision, um, and the guy seemed like stoic enough um, regarding his reaction to like being picked head coach. You wonder if he knew leading up to this day that that was a good chance. Like a week ago, did did uh, Mark know that? Hey, there's a pretty decent chance I could be the Thunder's head coach. Yeah, I'm sure it's been a process. Yeah, well, that's kind of interesting. Just like leading up to it, the Billy D departure, this guy might have had a an inkling that he was gonna be the next dude in the seat. I wonder I wonder if um if him being a New Englander also played into this a little bit. Yeah, uh, I actually thought about that. <laughs> so I I looked it up. The the town that he's from is called uh Leominster, Massachusetts. So he's a mass hole. Uh-huh. Leominster, Massachusetts, is thirty minutes from Concord, Massachusetts, where Presty is from. Oh, really? Yeah. Where's uh, where's Donovan the, from? Do you know? He's uh, from New York. I, he's he's a New Yorker. Yeah. 
you know, New Yorkers, New Englanders, you know, don't necessarily see eye to eye. And then uh, <laughs> I was I was actually looking this up. Uh, Scott Brooks, do you know where Scott Brooks is from? Do you want to guess? He's from California. California. Okay. Uh, and then PJ Carlosimo. This makes so much sense when you hear it. Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was gonna say Philly. <laughs> Scranton, home of the home of Dunder Mifflin, right? Exactly. Yeah. Do 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 do, and that's the point at which we would be sued. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, I don't have much else to say on the new hiring other than, hey, I wish Mark the best, and I hope Presty's right. I hope that. You know, actually, I don't hope he's right. I don't give a shit if he's right or not. That he's, <laughs> I don't hope this guy's here for the long haul. Yeah, I, mean, I th- hope if he does this a good guy job. sucks and we fire him, he's also done his job because <laughs> we'll get better picks. Well, now before we move on, though, maybe we could do like uh, what we, how long we think this guy will be here. Just Ooh. like a total random guess. We can make it interesting, though. Okay. Uh, I'll set the over-under, and you tell me if you're taking plus or minus. Okay. I say three and a half years. Um, I'll take the over, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, just really f- fast. The next two seasons we're losing, so that's two seasons you could subtract. So that leaves one and a half seasons. Thunder are not a reactionary team. Not at all. So... By the op- but they haven't had to be. They have not had to be, but they could have been. But by the off chance that that third season is just a dumpster fire, I still think that they would wait a little bit. You know, they would wait. It's like whenever all of the fans, not all the fans, but whenever like maybe like 40 to 50% of fans think this guy needs to go, it's usually about a season after that guy goes or a season like, like like the franchise fires him like a season after the fans get to that point. Like Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks, I remember yeah. everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of fans thought he should be fired like around like 20, like 13, it seemed right, like. Right, right. He was fired at the end of 2014, right? No, end of 2015. Because the 15-16 season, when we, when we went to the West Finals, That's right. we 3-1, That's that right. was Donovan's uh, first season. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, that's my example, though. Like, yeah, we thought he should be fired then. And then and then when he did get fired, I remember people were like, oh, this, the timing's bad. It's just like, well, you guys wanted him gone, like, just two seasons ago. So, But, uh, anyways, I take the over. What about you? You know, I guess I take the over as well. Because, uh, as you say, the, the Thunder are, are not reactionary. And, and another... Another... Uh, team that is much more reactionary and is kind of a good counterexample to show like why the thunder are right to to be a little more patient the uh the fucking houston rockets mm-hmm. are extremely reactionary and you know they lost daryl morey and they lost d'antoni and you know if the rumor mill is to be believed Russell Westbrook may be looking for the door as well. The, uh, Sham Sharania is reporting that Westbrook wants out of H-Town. Wow. And if Sham says it, then it's pretty much legit. Like, this isn't yeah. uh, Frankie Zola. 
I mean, this is a guy. This is a guy who's on Woj's level, is he not? Yeah. As far as credibility goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Woj is Coke, and Shams is Pepsi. Well, yeah, that's good enough for me. Strong uh, sales, still inferior taste. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Westbrook is gonna land up. He's gonna end up somewhere. And kind of fizzle out there. Because his best chance of getting that title was playing with Harden. And and Harden wanted him to, like, wanted the Rockets to bring him in. Like, all the sources say that it was, like, Harden wanted that trade, Westbrook for Chris Paul, yep. more than Maury did. Man, I really thought if any team would m- somehow make that make the implementation of Westbrook work, it would be the Rockets just because of how like unconventional they are and because of the history with Harden. It seems like those guys are pretty open communication. Um, I really, I mean, if if Russ leaves Houston, I really think that championship window if it even was existing after post thunder or after the thunder i feel like that champion the the contending window closes shut yeah i think it's already shut i think i think it's getting painted over right now yeah it's too bad it's too bad what i mean it's not too bad what happened to houston because fuck them but they did you know have kind of an unfortunate end to the season with the they hold Corona, then Russ kind of just getting injured before the playoffs and just totally shitting the bed. And, you know, people were yelling at him from the sidelines. That's that's so hard to put up with. Oh, yeah. I mean... Rondo's brother, he probably said some mean stuff about Russ's mama. <laughs> I mean, if he did, then that would explain his shitty performance. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I... Uh, you know, it's too bad, though, you know, because I really just don't like Houston. I don't like Houston, and no Thunder fan does, and it is not displeasing to see this team just totally crumble. Yeah, you, you look up in the sky, and you see the, the, Houston, the Houston rocket up there, and it's just catching fire, and you have to say, Oh, the humanity! <laughs> well, hey, speaking of f- big fires in the sky... Fire in the sky. Rumor has it that uh, Suns CP3 talks are heating up. Mm, I like what you did there. What a, uh, I mean, tell me what you think about that. Uh, I like it because yeah. it means that the market is hot for Chris Paul, and that's what we want. Um, there's really nothing that would. Nothing good is going to come of keeping Chris Paul around. Like, we'll win some more games, and we all love Chris Paul. Uh, perhaps controversially, I I might say, <laughs> I'm going to get killed for saying this, uh, Chris Paul might be my thunder, my, my favorite Thunder player ever. <laughs> <laughs> but How dare you forget about Mitch McGarry. I know, I know. Uh, but I, I think it's great news. Um I'm interested to hear what we would be getting back if this trade happens. Uh, Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons talked about it a little bit on the Low Post a few weeks ago. And the return 
that was proposed on that episode was maybe like Rubio plus Ubre, which if you think about it, like their names kind of sound like backwards versions of each other. Mm-hmm. Plus or minus some kind of draft capital. Yeah, which is really you know what we want. And Ubre. I mean, Ubre's still young. Ubre's still young. And he's, you know, he shoots well, he's lengthy, plays defense. Uh, that is the profile of player that you want in the modern NBA. Part of me wonders, though, you know, the Thunder have been rumored to be interested in, in LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. Because he's the best player in this draft. or it, it, He has the highest ceiling of any player in this draft. Yeah. And I would be stoked if we got him. We would have to try it all the way up to the number one pick to do it. The Suns have the 10th pick in this draft. So if we got the 10th pick back in a Chris Paul deal, then we could turn around and bundle that with something else. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you, 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 we could probably like throw in a sign and trade of Gallo or, you know, throw in Schroeder. We could, we could throw in something. Yep. Uh, and maybe attach the 25th pick as well. And trade up. Like, that might be something that Sam Presti is thinking about. Who knows? I would totally be down for trading up if we got in the top three. Because if we, if we miss on LaMelo Ball, but we still walk away with Onyeko Okongwu, I'll be really happy about that. Yeah. I really like Onyeko Okongwu, and I want him on the Thunder. Man, I mean, it's, it's you know, nothing has happened other than just hearsay but yeah i agree if if we were to acquire that 10th pick from the suns which that would be awesome (laughs) if we were able to get that and then somehow package it with one of the guys you listed and then actually get up in the draft i mean that would be like that would be a kind of a monumental move for the thunder like no one really expected that last week now this draft isn't known to be the greatest um but I don't know. There, you can never measure that really until you're like five or six years removed from the actual draft. Um, yeah, it's always hard to say. But and people are really hype about Lamelo, um, Thunder fans included. And um, it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't understand the hype. I just have a hard time getting behind any kind of hype, like especially when we've seen like very hyped up players just totally just not show up. Um, and it's, and then, you know, well, I'm not going to go into that. I'm well, not I, I think LaMelo ball gets a, like kind of a disproportionate amount of hype because he's clearly the best player in this class because this class is kind of weak at the top. Yeah. Like all the other, like really all the best prospects have some question marks about them. Like Anthony Edwards is physically, like you know, and, and talent-wise, exactly what you're looking for in the modern NBA. But there are questions about his motor and his love of the game. Those are big red flags, um, and he's still supposed to go in the top three or four. Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Zion, who was one of the most hyped-up draft picks we've ever seen, is fat. <laughs> I love that uh, along with with movie references 
and uh, and jokes about <laughs> Enos Cantor trying to get away from Turkey. One of the recurring things on this podcast is just going after Zion for being a flabby, <laughs> flabby fat wad of meat. <laughs> well, here's the thing: all of those other things are jokes, and we do it f- for you know we do it for the ha-has and and the good times. But I mean, the whole the Zion thing's real. I mean, that dude is is huge he's he's a huge guy and he will not ever be a great nba player until he fixes that and that's just how it is because his knees are going to give out and he's going to get injured and uh yeah i i don't need i don't need to go into this but that's just my prime example of why you know we shouldn't get too hyped up about draft picks. i mean i I made a case on a previous episode for <laughs> I, I actually made a case for why the Pelicans should trade the number one pick when they had uh when they were in line to get Zion. And my case was predicated on the idea that his career just would not last. I mean I'll I'll still say today that I don't think Zion will make an all star game after age twenty nine. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Well, that is the last stop on the motherfucking bus today. You can follow us on Twitter at Thunder underscore bus underscore pod. And you can find us on Facebook and all the major podcast apps. Thanks for riding the bus this week and Thunder up. Go Dingbat. Go Dingbat.